This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergeff. Hey, thanks for joining us once again for the podcast uh, today. I am Todd, and joining us on the phone uh, this morning is Sean Bolson as he's in the cities on these Wednesdays uh, working for uh, Bremer Bank. And uh, Sean, thanks for joining us uh, once again here. Appreciate it this morning. You're the, the last guy I'll talk to before I head off for Vegas for Super Bowl week and the live tour uh, down there. But uh, you've got some travels coming up too, don't you? Yeah, my son and I, Ethan, are going to head up to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan leaving uh, Friday morning. We're going to go up and catch a series with Michigan Tech uh, as the hockey season winds down. Cade's uh, uh, team uh, split last weekend uh, in the battle for first. And uh, Michigan Tech, really good team. They actually, um, they're in fourth right now, but they swept us mm. early in the year. So uh, tough place to play, kind of fun. You drive up to uh, Duluth. Then you head up along Lake Superior, and then you get into the Upper Peninsula and head straight north. So neither Ethan or I have been there, and uh, we're kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. His uh, in-laws are coming, taking the kids to Disney on ice. So his option was Disney on ice or find something to do. And he thought uh, <laughs> driving up to Michigan with his pops uh, sounded <laughs> maybe like a little more entertaining. <laughs> That's right. So off you guys go. I've made that drive myself up there because I have family that lives north of Detroit, quite a ways, like an hour north uh, of Detroit, kind of an outer ring uh, suburb there. So we went down through uh, the Upper Peninsula and down between uh, the lakes and came down that way too. Really pretty drive uh, up that way, but a lot of youpers up there. So, you know, head on a swivel while you're driving up and up in that country, that's for sure. Right. So uh, as we, uh, uh, so you're saying it's a battle for first. So which league is it that uh, Mankato is in? Uh, the CCHA. So you have Bemidji State. You have uh, Michigan Tech. Uh, you know, St. Thomas is new there. Bowling Green, Lake Superior State. You know, Minnesota State. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's 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 fun. Uh, Bemidji. We end with Bemidji State. Bemidji State's been playing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Northern Michigan's in there too. So I mean, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's a fun conference. It's good. We split with St. Thomas last weekend. Kind of fun. Kate got the overtime game winner on Friday night, which is yeah, I saw always that. a blast. And yep. uh, yeah, and then they got us at our place. So it's going to come right down to the wire. And and then it's about home ice for the playoffs. And you win the conference tournament, you get in the national tournament. So yeah, uh, a fun month ahead of us. Hey, you bet. An overtime game winner. Has he had one of those before? Uh, yeah, not in college, but yeah. you know, in, the, in juniors, he's had them in other levels. But yeah, that was a that was a pretty big one, and and so uh, yeah, it was kind of fun to see, and you know, to uh, continue to you know get points to stack them up because like we talked last week, the top four play the bottom four, and you get home ice, um, you know, in, in the playoffs, and it continues to go like that, and then if you win the tournament, you get in the uh, the big dance, which is everybody's goal. That's right. That's right. So good luck to him uh, this weekend. Yeah. A big series there at Michigan Tech. Let's stick with the hockey chatter then. Uh, uh, I know that Greg and I like to talk hockey with you. You're kind of our, our wild expert on the podcast here. And so they begin the second half of the season. Or, well, I should say the, the post-All-Star uh, break portion of the season. They're already uh, more than halfway in terms of number of games uh, into the year. Um, they're right now a little ways out of a wild card spot and kind of a lot of teams to jump. Uh, what are their playoff possibilities at this point? You know, it's going to come down to how they play. I mean, and, and like I talked with Greg last week, I do believe 
you know, if they get on a streak, they can maybe make it. They might miss it by a bit. But I, I don't think we have a team that's, uh, you know, equipped to make any sort of run in the playoffs. So, um, entertaining to watch because we're from Minnesota. We love the Wild. But yeah. I don't look for anything spectacular from them in the second half at all. Um, unfortunately, we just don't have the firepower other teams do. We, you know, had, with Spurgeon going down, we've had some injury issues. Goaltending's been kind of spotty. It's been really okay for a bit. And then all of a sudden, we give up four to six goals for a three, four game stretch, and we go winless. So, um, you know, I look for Kaprizov to, you know, if he can get on track, just his offensive ability alone, surrounded by the right people, and and with some of the special team stuff, you know, we can get some wins. But I don't look for him to make a big a run to uh, vault themselves up in anything. I think they'll be teetering if they get on a, you know, four or five game winning streak. Then all of a sudden they're right there and they're in by a point, and and then they're out. And I think that's going to kind of how it's going to be the second half of the year. Yeah. Uh, they claim a guy named Declan Chisholm uh, off of waivers, I think, from Winnipeg or Columbus, one of the two. And, uh, you know, so it's uh, when it's a free agent uh, waiver wire pickup, probably not necessarily coming in and being a star, but is there something there? Do you know anything about Chisholm? <clears throat> no, I mean, I think you'll be a role player, which, yeah. you know, at this point, nobody that's going to come in and make some real noise, but. You know, it's it's about bodies and and uh, just getting guys up and and uh, trying to put the best team on every night to compete and and uh, like we have a lot of teams to jump. It's not like we're you know yeah. a point behind one team. You know, right. there are a bunch of teams between us, and a lot of those teams are in similar situations we are. So it's just going to be who can get hot at the right time to maybe slip in. But then, unfortunately, in the West, you know, once you slip in, I'm not sure you're going to go anywhere. Yeah, that's that's right. So you know, at what cost i mean if they don't rally and get into the playoffs you know they get higher draft picks after that i mean it it sounds to me like you're kind of indicating this is a team that probably is in need of a rebuild anyway would that be fair to say yeah maybe not a complete rebuild because uh-huh. we do have some anchor pieces to build around yeah you know i think i think what you know boldy's going to be a, a a long-term player you have kaprizov you have Eck, who's been really good and then you have a couple players on the back end with brodine spurgeon you know, and Faber, who's been just a great surprise, could Boy, you know up he? for like rookie of the year, been great. Yep. Um, and with Gustafson, who knows what we're going to see? But overall, uh, you know, we have six, seven good pieces. I don't think we need to tear it all the way down, but yeah, we're definitely going to need to find some uh, some supporting cast going forward if we don't want to end up in this position each year. Yeah, Adam Beckman called up by the Wild to a third round yep. pick back in uh, 2019. So you know those draft picks. Uh, you, you, you want to develop them and see them come up to the big club at some point, so they'll do that with Beckman coming up here this week, too. Yeah, and you know Rossi, uh, who we weren't sure about uh, the last year or two, uh, he's come up and he's been decent this year. So we are seeing some guys get developed and come in and fit and be productive, and we just need to see more of that. So um, as we go forward, you know, that's what leads to these winning teams, and then you look at the free agency, you know, who knows? Uh, Edmonton Oilers, no question. I mean, they were awful how many years in a row? They yeah. got how many top three picks? And now you look at them. I mean, they got two arguably the best players in hockey with a really good supporting staff, and they're finding some success. So it, it does take getting draft capital and, and developing your guys to, you know, move into a role where they can be productive. And I, I think that's what the Wild need more of right now. And, you know, as the salary cap changes and, and we get some of that dead money off our books, you know, we can pick up a, a high name free agent, hopefully at some point in the next two, three years, and come in and help. And hopefully, with the 
capital that we have and developing these players, we can put something together that's special. Because right now it just doesn't feel like we have that. Nope, that's right. And and Kaprizov has had a little bit of a uh, off year for him, at least not a year where he continued to advance and pile up more numbers as he had done in his career prior to that. Not that I'm worried about Kaprizov. He's the last guy I'm worried about. Uh, but it seems as though the team's struggles have slowed him down a little bit too. They have. You know, opportunities when you're playing well, you know, he's the kind of guy that can really, you know, add to your offensive power when they're not. He presses a bit. We saw that early in the year, some really bad turnovers, just wasn't playing very defensively responsible. And then uh, you're, everybody's pressing. You're gripping the stick a little tighter when you're not scoring. Yeah. You're trying to do too much when your team's not playing well. We saw some of that, and that generally isn't a recipe for uh, success. And it wasn't in this case, but hopefully he gets through that and he can you know, just continue to produce it at, at, at a good level, and, and we'll see what the rest of the season brings. Yeah. Uh, now the Gopher men's basketball team winners again last night tied for fourth in the Big Ten at, at six and five under Ben Johnson. That's encouraging. I bring that up because Kirk Cousins was at last night's Gopher game in his Michigan State garb because he's in a, uh, from Michigan State and Goldie went and had some fun with him and so forth, putting a Gopher jersey on him. Uh, but let's talk Gopher basketball. That's that's been an encouraging development out of them this year. Uh, ben Johnson. It's Finished last in the Big Ten his first two years. Looks like he's got some guys kind of in the image that he likes, which is tough and physical and willing to play defense and hit the boards. Yeah, and, you know, when I looked at the preseason Big Ten uh, rankings, they ranked the top ten Big Ten teams. And, you know, the Big Ten isn't ten teams anymore. It's more than ten. The Gophers didn't even make the top ten. Right. And so, uh, you know, to see him have some success is good. You know, Ben Johnson was brought in. They thought of as the AAU yeah. You know, uh, guru kind of because, you know, as we know, everybody plays high school basketball, but a lot of the decisions and the uh, talent, are, they play in the, in, the, in the AAU stuff. And he was just kind of a, a big guy on that scene and mm-hmm. thought of as, hey, he can get some of these guys. And you know what? He's done a really good job. Um, we're still seeing a lot of the Minnesota guys, you know, have success. Other way, you know, you look in the NBA, you look at Suggs, who's doing really well. You look at Holmgren. These are all guys that slipped right through our fingers, and we have always said if you can get the Minnesota guys, you know, you can be successful. How many times do we play the Badgers, and all of a sudden their backcourt is a couple of Minnesota guys? Mm-hmm. And so I think Ben Johnson is trying to get the players you want. Now, as he's producing a winning product, we all know that really helps getting some of these guys to commit to you. So with the new transfer portal and players being able to leave whenever they want and not mm-hmm. have to sit out, you know, it makes it tougher, but I think he's done a really nice job of coaching this year, and hopefully it leads to him and the ability to get some of these top talent guys to come in. Yeah, and maybe he is the long-term answer now. I mean, I had questions uh, earlier this year. Is he is he really going to make it? But, boy, he's got him headed in the right direction. Hopefully that can continue. Shucks, you're going to have to start talking about the Gophers as being a potential NCAA tournament team. I mean, if they finish 500 in the Big Ten, they're in. Yeah, because we all know Big Ten's a good conference, and mm-hmm. And for him to get some wins over, you know, the Izzos of the world, that's a really big deal. I mean, these are coaching legends that when I was watching the score last night, because I didn't have it on TV, mm-hmm. because, you know, it was on, was it Peacock? Yep, or it was Peacock. on some, some yep. other. And so as I'm watching this, I'm seeing it come down, and Michigan State was up by two or three with three minutes left. And, you know, these are games that in the last couple of years, the Gophers just, you know, notoriously find themselves on the short end of. Mm-hmm. So to be able to come back and, and get a win last night, you know, was absolutely huge, huge for the confidence, 
huge for, you know, the whole program. And just looking at it, you want to get into that NCAA tournament, and we're on the brink of that right now, which is a real surprise. Yeah, terrific. Hopefully they can do it. That would just great for that program. And hopefully, you know, and, and part of the problem, too, for the Gophers is there's been a lot of losing. So fans kind of left uh, the Gopher men's basketball team. Uh, hopefully they'll start to come back if they can uh, start to win a few games because we know how rocking the barn can get when there's a lot of people in there. Um, but you, you need a lot of people in there for that to happen. You do, and it is a, a true home court advantage. It's a unique court with yeah. an elevated stage, and, and uh, you know it, it, it can't be a real comfortable place for other teams to play. And we all know if you can bring people out and you can get the fans in the stands and you can get that you know extra advantage from a, a home court advantage with uh, the atmosphere, that's a big deal. Yeah. So, Cousins was there. Let's talk Vikings and quarterbacks a little bit. I, I keep hearing and reading, you know, like Jeremy Fowler from ESPN is the latest, although I asked Suhan about that, and he impugned Fowler's credibility, which I thought was kind of interesting. But he's been saying that uh, GMs uh, that he has been talking to are saying that the Vikings are looking to move up in the draft, that they want to get one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft, and they are willing to uh, trade multiple picks. They tried to do it last year, but didn't have enough ammunition uh, to move up far enough because their pick was later than it is this year. So with the 11 pick, whoever they might trade with, they wouldn't be falling quite so far back. Uh, I-, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, what-, what do you think? Would you be all right with the Vikes trading, say, uh, their 11 pick this year, their first rounder next year, and additional draft capital on top of that to get into the top three and take whichever of the three quarterbacks they could get? Well, and you know, that's the key, whichever the three they could get. Mm-hmm. Um, from the things I've read and the things I've listened to, one of the big things when drafting a quarterback in the first round is you can't like him. you got to absolutely love him. Yep. And so if, you know, if they can get to that, you know, three, four, five pick, I don't know exactly what it's going to take. Is the third guy that you could get, is that the guy you love and you want to build your franchise around? I don't know that. Mm-hmm. The behind-the-scenes, you know, you better be right on this one because we do have some holes. Yep. in other places of our team that you need to fill. And you're really mortgaging the next five years if you're going to move up and you're going to give, you know, your 11 pick, next year's first-round pick, and, you know, some other stuff, you're really putting a lot of eggs in the basket. So you better make sure you get the guy you like. Yeah. Because as we know, uh, you know, because it's a top three quarterback in the draft, that does not mean that they're going to be a franchise quarterback. We see it year in and year out mm-hmm. that some of these guys that are taken really high don't make it. Yeah. And if you pick the wrong guy and you don't make it and you give up that much draft, that's a rough, that, that leads for a rough next five years. The only thing I would say in regards to that is that it, they do work out too. <laughs> I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes. They do. But uh, you, what you have is some of the quarterbacks that have been busts, they went to bad teams without a, a great quarterback coach and they weren't developed properly and, and their careers were truncated by where they went. I think the Vikings know how to develop quarterbacks. They have a quarterback-friendly system. I think if they did move up and take, say, let's say they could get to three and it's Jaden Daniels that winds up there from, from uh, LSU, uh, Heisman Trophy winner, ridiculous physical skills, off-the-charts physical skills, Lamar Jackson type of running ability, and maybe a little smoother from the pocket than Jackson was, certainly from when he was coming uh, out of college. I think they would be able to develop him, and I think they're desirous, too, of having their quarterback, uh, because let's face it, O'Connell's a quarterback. 
He wants to draft and develop his own quarterback that he has for 10 years. Not that he has anything against Cousins. He doesn't. But, you know, they could have had signed Cousins by now. If they really thought Cousins were their guy, he'd be signed by now. They have exclusive negotiating rights with Kirk Cousins right now. They had it all during the regular season. They haven't done it. Why is that? Because they want him to go out into free agency and see what's out there for him and then figure out if they want him or not. But if they really wanted him, he'd be under contract by now, wouldn't he? Yeah, I, I believe so. And, you know, Daniels, I like him. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I do. I think he's a good quarterback. I look at, you know, you just you, you have to have the right intel Figuring yep. out yep. is this guy going to make it? Because you look, you talk about a Mahomes. Well, Mahomes wasn't taking. What was he? Twelve, fifteen, ten. You know, he I looked, think. Ten. I think, yeah. Okay, but he wasn't in the top three. Right. You look at some of the quarterbacks in that draft. Yep. You know, they weren't there. Do you look at a Penix? You know, Penix wasn't great in the bowl game when he got pressured, and he had some of that, you know, drama queen stuff when he was. You know, I don't know how hurt he was. Uh, McCarthy, uh, you know good quarterback is he somebody you can develop into a franchise guy i don't know mm-hmm. um all i know is if you're gonna uh sacrifice that many picks to move up you got to get the right guy yeah mitch trubisky went ahead of patrick mahomes mahomes was, right. he was the second quarterback taken that year so that was not a big uh quarterback class uh, either that year. miles garrett was the number one overall pick uh in mahomes year yeah that's right and and it's a big risk and I'm, i don't know uh, that that's what I want him to do. I've been vocal and say I, I'd like to see him take a, a quarterback in the first round, but but trading draft and moving up, I got to wait till we get a little closer to the draft and see. Let's see where Cousins is. That's going to have uh, a lot to do with this, and and his contract situation will be decided before the draft. So we'll have a lot better idea of what they're going to do if Cousins signs in Atlanta. And I've seen some of that uh, that 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 he might go down there. Um, that they they certainly have interest and will make a big offer to him. Well, then you are looking for a quarterback but who's to say you couldn't take your edge rusher at 11 and then maybe trade back into the late first round and get your Penix or J.J. McCarthy who I like a little better that'll be interesting to see who goes first uh, between those guys and and then there's Bo Nix at Oregon too who is kind of the next uh, three quarterbacks after you know Caleb Williams and and uh, Drake May at North Carolina and then Jaden Daniels so if they wind up with one of those three as well as a top-flight edge rusher, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I would too, because, you know, a, a top edge rusher in today's game is a big deal. Yeah. And so you, you look at the Niners, they missed on Trey Lance, Yep. and then all of a sudden they get Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy, you know, like you said, he's not a super elite quarterback. Right. He just comes in and he doesn't make a lot of big mistakes, and he's able to, to run that offense with all those star weapons around him. Mm-hmm. So they've built their team a different way, and they've recovered from – missing on a big time, you know, number two or three, I think he was a three overall pick, mm-hmm. and, and they've been able to survive. Yep. And uh, didn't have to give up a lot for it, but same kind of situation. So there are ways to figure it out, but an edge rusher, you know, getting quality guys on the line, uh, the, these are big positions that we could use some help also. That's for sure. Uh, Sean, well, uh, I'm headed for Vegas. I'm going to hit the Live Golf Tour while I'm down there and take in some Super Bowl activities. And, uh, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll uh, think of you when I'm down there, but I probably won't call you. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, you enjoy it, Todd. All right. Sean Bolson joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.